So, David, it's been a week. We left it on a cliffhanger. I'm really keen to know what's going on. There's no cheese or wine left in the building. The guy went through all of it. And surprisingly, he still smells fresh. And he looks great too. Let's hear the rest of what Jack Beaumont has to say. I can't wait. Hello, welcome to I Spy. My name is Michelle Stevenson. I'm here with David Callan, and I don't re- don't know if everyone remembers we ended things on a cliffhanger last hour. Oh, like they wouldn't remember five <laughs> balaclavaed men holding weapons and a spy's too family. It's too much. When he walks in the door coming home. Now, I'm, I'm assuming you've included this in one of your books. Yeah. So you, can you tell us what happened or should do we need to read it? Or will it? it spoil the book? Of course yeah. you have to read the book. Yeah, of course. No, that's what <laughs> I mean. Like, So I feel like you can't even give it away. But I would imagine that once you heard that story, that is like that. Yeah, no, it was. I'm not saying it was all the time, but I mean, mm. plenty of stories, a few stories like that. Mm. Um, but what is interesting in that, I mean, of course, you need to read the book to know what happened. But yeah. but yeah. the interesting part is why did that happen? Yes. Yeah. And, and the reason why it did happen is because, you know, when we come back from uh, missions yeah. and we ask this someone else, of course, you check if you're not followed in the country before leaving the country. Right. To see if there is a dispositive of, of tailing and observation yeah. before you leave the country you're in. And then when you arrive in France, back in France, no one comes and pick you up. You're not yourself yep. still. Yeah. Yep. You go and lose yourself in public transport. Yes. Yeah. And make sure that you're not followed again and yes. again and again and again. And if you have a single doubt, you don't come back to the company or you don't come back to your right. place and you go and get lost yep. Yep. For, for one or two days in, 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 you know, in really crappy hotels and this kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, and if it's still the case after a few days, then you put some stickers in different places, which is basically asking the backup team to do a pickup in the middle of, uh. of the city. Right, to, uh, d- to take you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, to pick you up on a clandestine way. So, you know, uh, there is a loss of visual for the people tailing you. Mm. And then suddenly you jump on a bike or in a car and you, and you just disappear. Right. Uh, Which was in, in the book, in The Frenchman, when you, Alec first returns from Palermo. Yeah. It's fascinating because it's one of those aspects that you don't really consider as you don't just get on a plane and you get off and, hi, guys, I'm home. No. You've literally got to break that down. Yeah. Right. You've got to make sure that you're clean. Did you ever, when you got back, from Paris just or back into France go I'm still not comfortable I'm oh, yeah, not yeah. confident enough yeah, yeah a few times sometimes it was real I mean sometimes yeah. I really had some people behind yeah uh, and sometimes it was just what we call seeing blue rats uh, yeah I was it was just my paranoia and my imagination yeah but the thing is this but guy you've got so much on the line that yeah. you would that would be playing in your head right oh yeah for sure yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. everyone can be an enemy you know yeah. you end up you end up thinking that you know the old lady behind you yeah. uh, is is a Russian spy <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, following yeah, you but yeah. so this this poor man actually came back from a mission and he was highly experienced, and so he considered that there was nothing behind him when he left the other country. Mm. Yep. And then we, he, when he arrived in Paris airport, he went down to take the public transport, and yep. there was a strike. So he had to wait like for 50 minutes or something for yep. a train, and he was overtired. He considered that there was nothing. Yeah. So he went back up and took a taxi oh. and, and took a taxi home. Yeah, right. And, and actually, there was a dispositive of surveillance at mm. the airport yeah. because if they are clever, the yeah. other guys, actually, they don't follow you when you leave their country. 
they put someone at the arrival yeah. Yeah. To, see, to, get off yeah. the to see who, yeah. Yeah. where you're going to go and who is welcoming you, etc. Et yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that, so that's what happened to him. So they identified uh, him, his real name, his family. The following morning, he went back to the company to, for the debriefing, etc. And for a few weeks, nothing happened. Mm. And then after a few weeks, he came back home oh. uh, one evening. Oh my gosh! And and uh, doing his checks yeah. to make sure he was not followed yeah. before yep. coming back home. But they were already there. Oh, they were already yeah. there. They, they were there. They mm. were there waiting. That to me is would be the ultimate nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, you. it is. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Is. So I guess at some point you just decided I can't do this anymore. No, it's not. Uh, it's not um, exactly what happened. Is what happened is so normally you spend five years maximum on the field. Okay, mm. as that an makes operative sense because yeah. we consider that after five years psychologically it's, yeah. it becomes a bit too too complex. Yeah, or you de- develop a strong drinking habit. The drink. I mean, we have the highest rate of divorce and suicide yeah. Yeah, 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 in, yeah. in the whole French oh, defense forces. Yeah, well, so, there's an interesting thing in the one of the early chapters where they finally, you're finally, well, Alec is finally back in Paris, and basically, I'm going to go out and get drunk. Mm. That's it's like I just need to go and get drunk, yeah. and I need to get drunk with my backup team. We need to get, and it's that decompression. Yeah, this is the thing that's been fascinating for me is that whole idea of the not just the the clean sweep, doing the the cleaning run to make sure there's no one on your tail, but also the decompression as a team, where you've got to go look what happened, what went wrong, what went right, what's going on, and you decompress. But you also have to do it. You're doing it in a public place. You're in mm. a, a seedy little bar somewhere. Yeah, yeah. The texture of the book is great. It's mm. so enjoyable. How long had you been kind of? Yeah, so I, I did this for almost eight years. Yep. Uh, and so you know we all have we all have a dark side in yeah. us, and, yeah. and that's the whole concept of intelligence. Usually, yeah. when you do human, is to identify what we call the mice in someone. Yeah. So the the four leverages to manipulate. Yep. someone so m for money i for ideology yep. c for coercion and e for ego yeah and we- so you, you try to identify this mice and and to exploit exploit that this darkness in someone's mind yeah i'd we hate all- to have an argument with you <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i'd win <laughs> so we, we we all have it but yeah. the, pro- yeah. the problem is you can't fight the bad guys by being an angel so you have to mm. Push yourself into your own limits in, yep. in, in your own darknesses. Yep. And at the end of the day, your yin and yang uh, becomes all black. Yeah. And there is no more light, no more uh, white. Mm. Uh, and, and then you realize, looking at yourself in the mirror, uh, or when your wife is telling you, I don't recognize the man I, I, yeah. I married. Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, and, and you can see your kids as well. Uh, sometimes being uh, scared of you. I mean, yeah. you know. And they're pure light too. You yeah, look yeah. at them and you're like, oh my God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is innocence, pure and, light. And you end up, uh, because you're so used to have those five different ideas. So each time you you uh, finish a mission, you destroy this, uh, dismantle this ID yeah. in less yeah. than 24 hours. Yeah. And then you recreate a fifth one, etc. And so you end up playing yourself. Yeah. Uh, and, and not being, not really being yourself anymore and your real ID becomes an additional uh, sixth ID. Yeah, yeah. It, you, you start playing yourself. You, you be, it becomes your yeah. your actual person becomes a role. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did they pull you out or did you say, no, I'm said, done? I said it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said it. But, I mean, I can give you a, a story you will, yes. you will enjoy. I came back. Um, I did that mission um, because clearly you don't do it for money. I yeah. don't know if yeah. it's the same in Australia. Well, it, it, <laughs> Yeah. I don't you, know. You, they pay it, you well, yeah. but you're not going to make a million dollars as a spy unless you are um, making a million dollars as a spy. And unless that's bad. you're being a little dodgy. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, you do do it. There is a certain amount of patriotism and loyalty involved. You, yeah. 
Uh, and it doesn't have, it's not wowserism. It's this is a job that needs to be done for my country to flourish. Yeah. Mm. So no, 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 I totally agree with that. You don't do it for the money. So so I, I did that mission uh, in a country I can't name. And basically people were, you know, hanged on the light, light poles oh. in the middle of the street yeah. and everything. Wow. And, and uh, I was a few, a few weeks by myself and I had to identify some and find some very specific uh, locations. Mm. Uh, and at the end it became pretty tricky. So I was sleeping with my gun, uh, blocking the door of my room. I was followed every day in the city. It's not, and if mm. I would have been caught, I would have been one of those guys in the yeah. light pole. So imagine the level of stress. I came yeah. back and I finally make it uh, home uh, after I don't know how many uh, ruptures de filature, so tailing uh, rupture yeah. and yeah. breaking yeah. The, the tail and finally make it home. And then my wife says, oh, you're back. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but tonight we have the engagement party. <laughs> Like, we had the engagement like, party of, of this friend. Just give me a dark room. I don't, can't like, do happy. Oh, okay. And, and <laughs> I said, look, I'm really tired. I don't know if I can make it. And she goes like, look, we are never invited anywhere. Yeah. yeah. We are losing all our friends. Uh, I'm by myself all the time, looking after the kids, looking after the house, working. And, and, mm. and for once we have, you know, a party we are invited to. Yeah. And I, I want to go. I said, okay. So we went and I was still in, in mission mode. Yeah. And uh, we arrived at the party and it was a big engagement party in a beautiful place next to Paris. And, you know, you had those round tables for eight people mm -hmm. to sit. And, and uh, the groom uh, wanted to be nice to me and basically put me at the same table as uh, my little cousin, mm -hmm. uh, who I, I haven't seen her for, for years, of course. Yeah. And when I arrived at the party, I went like, you know, one whiskey, two whiskey, three yeah. whiskey. <laughs> yeah. And then we sit uh, at the table and... Um, her husband was uh, someone I really disliked. Everyone actually disliked him. In, they divorced since <laughs> everyone disliked everyone disliked him in the in the family, but yeah. no one was saying it. <laughs> and uh, and so she says to me, "Ah, oh, so uh, what are you doing now?" Because I had like a beard, long hair. So, yeah, right. And I said, "What are you doing now?" I said, "Well, I'm still in the military." And meanwhile, I was continuing to drink. Mm. And uh, she said, oh, that's very silly. You live in you know you live in Paris. We live in Paris. The kids are roughly the same age." I haven't seen you for ages. Mm. We should engage. You should come and have dinner at home. And mm. then I looked at her and I said, oh, no, I don't think it's a good idea because the, hu the husband was two seats after her. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, listening to me. And she said, why? And said, oh, because if I come, because your husband is a dickhead. And, uh, and, if, <laughs> and if I come to your place for yeah. dinner, I'm going to kill him before the end of the dinner. Oh, my God. Ah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and, and then <laughs> divorce now? Yeah. Yeah. And so everyone looked at their plates, you know, <laughs> and, and then my wife said, uh, sorry, uh, maybe we should go. Yeah. My husband is a bit tired. Yeah. Uh, so we left. And of course, walking back home on the street, she was quite pissed off with yes. me. And of course, we were not invited to the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I would imagine. Yeah. I would imagine. So, so, I mean, you can see clearly how it does impact yeah. your, mm. your personal life, your private life and, so, and your health, your mental health. So how do you decide that's it? Do you just go, uh, you just go up to your superior one day and say, yeah, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I'm just done. Yeah. 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 I can't. You, yeah. you do? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. you, you, you go and see your, your boss and say, yeah. uh, I'm going to close all my operation. Yeah. I'm going to do the handover on, on those I, on which I can. Yeah. And basically on that date, I'm, uh, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. So you work so hard to protect I identities and, you know, you, you write under um, a non-diploma. Yeah. So what if someone sees your picture from mm -hmm. your previous life? Is there a worry there? Or once you're gone, there's like kind of this whole thing in Spy World that everyone's like, ah, he's done now. Yeah. yeah. So basically from the moment you write a book, mm. you can be sure that there is an internal memo 
yeah. in the company saying no one talks to this guy anymore. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. from the moment you become public, you yeah. kind of buy your freedom in a way. Mm. Yeah, okay. So that's for the internal relationship. Now for the people I've been working against, some of them are not around anymore. Okay. And some of them... Uh, usually those people who knew me or could recognize me, mm. by definition, are people who may have betrayed their country or beha- right. betrayed so their company. Right, so it would be not be in their best interest. So it's clearly not in their best interest yep. to come and say, ah, oh, I know this guy. Mm. Now for the name, uh, I know that at some point, uh, you know, my real name will will will, will drop. Yeah. Uh, I know it and it kind of doesn't really matter. Like, for example, John Le Carre. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you read a book of John Lecar, you don't really care about his real name. Yeah, and like even as a journalist, I don't. I, I'm almost like I don't want to know your real name yeah. because I feel like that is it's all part of the magic. Yeah, yeah. of it as well. And, and and for those people reading the book, I mean the books. Either you consider that uh, all I'm saying is 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 bullshit, and I didn't do what I did. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it doesn't matter because yeah. it's still a spy novel. Uh, an enjoyable, and it's a good one. Uh, enjoyable read. So my my husband matter. gives it like five stars. Oh, so look, it's exactly. like, yeah. yeah. Now let's take another break. Okay. To do that advertising thing, yeah. and then we'll come back and we'll do a massive ad for your book, mm-hmm. which we're kind of doing anyway. But yeah, let's talk about the book, and also I just want to touch on the DGSE sure, sure. without getting too close to yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah. So in a minute. Okay, so we're back. Let's um, talk more about. I want to know a bit more about the writing process. So, how long did it does it take you to write each book? Is it something that just kind of spews out of you because it's just been held in in there? Do you storyboard your characters? Like how? Because I always find it interesting when someone goes from something like being a spy to yeah. writing spy novels. How did you discover that this was something you could do or wanted to do? So first, um, as you might know, in intelligence, we write a lot. Oh, God. Right, uh, okay. Because everything has to be very documented. Yep. Everything we do, each time we come back from an operation, each time we come back from a, having a cafe or coffee with someone, right. where have you met this person, uh, all the information you get from this person, yeah. all the information on the life of the person, everything has to be written. So right. you have to tell the story of every meeting you so have. So you're storyboarding it as you go along. Yeah, yeah, you have to write stories all the it's time. It's one of the interesting things you bring up in the book, though, how Alakoni gets back to headquarters. He's got to write his report on the operation, but he's got to write it in such a way that no one can identify mm-hmm. him as the author. Mm. Right. So it becomes very stylized. I worked on the style manual for, for ASIO when I was there. So it's basically the language you can use, the way you approach things, the fact that everything is in short sentences. So, you know, one idea per sentence, get the job done. What's interesting is, as you said, you've done all of this writing, but it's been very like prescribed. And then, as you said, it was a cathartic exercise for you to write this book. How cathartic was it for you to go, I don't have to follow a style guide anymore? That must have been quite a relief. It's interesting because the way you write in intelligence, it's as, as the uh, third person because you mustn't be identified as uh, the author. Right, right, right. So you write in the intelligence, you write a report saying, officier traitant, so the handler on the field did this. Uh, the the handler on the field went there. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, okay. The handler on the field asked that. You know, so it's yeah. third person. Yeah. Like if you were telling the story of someone else doing it. Yeah. So it's basically writing a novel. Yeah. And so writing at the third person uh, was pretty normal or natural. Yeah. Mm. And also helped me on the psychological aspect because it's not you. It's not. It was not me. Mm. I was describing a character of someone else. So allowed me to be. 
outside with a helicopter view yeah and uh, behind myself yeah and and and, and go more in the emotions yeah uh, mm. when if i would have written as i did this or uh, 100% it would have been much harder to go yep. in those you were able to detach yourself yeah, exactly. from the character itself yeah, yeah. and, and do, do you write in english or french so i write in english yeah because uh, that would be uh, that would be quite complex in some ways as well because you have yeah. to you have to translate while you're writing out of it so so uh, i mean i'm i'm lucky enough my mum was english right, uh, okay. so so i, I mean cuz I, I got a german english friend and he 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 said when he first moved to australia he would think in german and he's been here long enough that he now thinks in english, in english yeah. Yeah. yeah thinks in australian so so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so uh, no i mean when i go in very very specific details Mm. Uh, spycraft details. Yep, yep. Uh, then I write in French. Yep. And then I take the time to translate. Okay. The best way, and I look for uh, in open sources the real terminologies in English. Yep. Yeah. Uh, try to find them. So that's how I I uh, I wrote basically. Now for the story uh, itself, uh, the beginning of the Frenchman is based on it's a true is a true yep. st- is a true story, unfortunately. And that was one of my worst uh, nightmare, big, mm-hmm. biggest uh, uh, nightmare, worst memory, let's say. Of course, I changed the countries, etc. And, yep. and uh, then the whole story, the whole plot, approaching this, you know, human source, the way we proceed, etc., is based on a real story. And uh, the methodology is clearly the real uh, yeah. methodology. Yeah. And the characters, Templar, uh, Shrek, they really do exist. Right. Uh, they are really, yeah. that's their real nicknames. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, wow. Uh, Templar now in, in France, he's uh, retired from the company and now he's a beekeeper. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Yes. And he's, he's a beekeeper and he, he lives by himself at the deep end of the mountain and uh, the closest town is 20, oh 20 minutes away. Do they read your books? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, and, yeah, uh, and like, well, what's the feedback? I mean, <laughs> oh, they, ha- they, lo- they love it. Yeah, right. they love it. Yeah, yeah. And when you talk about the spycraft, that you write it in French and then translate to English, the, mm-hmm. the thing about the spycraft is it's authentic. When Michelle said, we're going to interview an author and you've got, you've got a book to read, and I went, oh, okay, I'm going to read a book. And it was about five minutes in and it was like, okay, this is, this is not work anymore. Mm. This is pure pleasure. Mm. It's a beautifully structured book. The story, I've, I've got a few guesses and I'm not going to put them in there as to what I think is going to happen because, as I said, I haven't finished the book. But the characters are great. The 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 grittiness of, the, of it, the brutality of it as well. It's quite visceral. And that's kind of a reputation the DGSE has. It's kind of regarded as quite a fairly full-on and intense kind of organisation. I don't know how it compares with other organisations in the intelligence world. Well, isn't it com- incomparable to, you know, C- CIA, MI? Am I, I think fun? it kind of yeah. like it, yeah, but the thing is, yeah. it's yeah. interesting is when we look at the the UK, uh, the EKSIS, MI six. It, it's there is a certain amount of um, well, for want of a better word, violence involved, but it's all very sort of British. It's all very upper crust and very where this is a lot. The French more, like to get their hands dirty. Well, the French, it, it's <laughs> sort of like it's like wow, this thing feels like it's basically was born in Marseille yeah. on the docks. It's got that real, real sort of visceral energy to it, which is great, and that's what it was like in the DGSE because it does. DGSE has a reputation of being a pretty full on intense and brutal organization when it needs to yeah be. so i mean it's it's uh you know because of the history of france yeah, uh, yeah. And, and the second world war i mean yeah. the dgsc comes from 
all the resistance uh, yeah. networks yeah. and yeah. those methodologies. And so, uh, of course, uh, resistance during the Second World War, they were mm. pretty offensive and, yeah. and pretty brutal yeah. and violent. The intelligence division, uh, where you have all the analysts, etc., usually people who did their studies in geopolitical studies. And of course, you have a mix with uh, some military people, where, like maybe 40% are officers. Yeah. Yeah. And their, their goal is usually to be sent, uh, you know, in embassies abroad uh, with a diplomatic passport for uh, three years. Declared officer. Yeah, declared officer yep. for, for, for uh, maybe one tour, two tours. The advantage being that financially, when you do this, you are paid as a diplomat and yeah. not as someone in the company. So mm. you have a better salary. So a lot of them are looking at that. The danger is pretty limited. That's when you do get paid as a spy, yeah. when you're a declared spy. Right. Because exactly. you're a diplomat. <laughs> exactly. And, and, <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. and, and I mean, uh, it's, it's because you have a diplomatic passport. Yeah. Uh, you know, worst case scenario, it depends, maybe some other countries, some, some countries it's a bit harder than that, but best case scenario, you get uh, expulsed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Persona non grata, yeah, go yeah, home. Kicked out of, yeah. the, of the country. Uh, when you are in the operational division, uh, clandestine branch, uh, if something goes wrong in the other country, the French president uh, will not want to go and say sorry to no. the country where you did something. It's no. the lamppost for you. So, yeah, so basically no one's going to help you. you no. Know? And so because of that, uh, when you are in the operational division on the clandestine branch and on the field doing offensive stuff, mm. because of that risk that no one's going to come and help you and you have, don't mm. have any diplomatic passport, you have to be brutal, brutal <laughs> yeah. and yeah. efficient. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because you can't give the other one a single uh, slightest chance no. to come back at you. Yeah, no. as I said, as an actor, if you get it, you know, when you're pretending to be somebody as an actor and you get it wrong, you've just you don't get the next gig. When yeah. you get it wrong in the field, yeah. it's your life. But, uh, what I described. So the Frenchman is about you know bacteriological weapon. Yeah. In, yeah. in in Pakistan, Dark Arena is what could have happened behind the scenes to reach the situation between Russia and Ukraine yep. right. with the gas battle on the Med Sea. Mm. Yep. Both of them are highly realistic and based on, on true anecdotes and true stories. Yep. Uh, but for example, in The Frenchman, I really met the person, the, the bad guy of the book, yeah. uh, as right. I describe in the book. So yeah. it, the way I describe it is exactly the way it did happen, yeah. except that it's another country. Yep. But um, when I met him and I was trying in my actor game to create the empathy, Yep, of course. And I said to him, I said, ah, you have a wife, kids, you know. And he looked at me and said, ah, with what I intend to do of the world, I prefer not to have kids. Oh, my God. And, and, <laughs> oh, my and, God. And I thought, okay. And, 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 and then the next sentence, it was. Sounds like Elon Musk. Oh, no, it doesn't. Yeah. No. <laughs> and then he said, I don't understand what you're doing here. I don't understand who you are. Oh, really? And I don't understand. And there is something wrong here. Oh, my God. And then yeah. I thought, mm, that's oh not God. looking good. No. Yeah. Because with what he just said before, yeah. if he catches me, yeah. I'm going to have a, a really hard time. A with hard life. time. Yeah. And so that's where I had to leave the country in the boot of a car, etc. But it's uh, so you really see the worst of, of humanity. humanity and yeah. human nature. Yeah. Uh, not on, but of course, in the others. But actually also in yourself. Yeah. Because to fight those guys, you, you have to go yeah. really deep into yourself. There's yeah. that lovely thing where at some point, I mean, there's a nice moment in the book where Romy, the hero's wife, wife yeah. is meeting, meets an Arabic woman through the school, through yeah. their children. And, of course, Alex's reaction is, who is this person? What's going on? And, you know, when he explains, there are, these people will do these, th yeah. will do things to a family. And in fact, the very first chapter has. We've all seen the Americans. Yeah, we know that this. Goes the on. first, <laughs> the first chapter has something happen to a family, which yeah. is 
horrendous. It's brutal. But the the interesting thing is he turns around and says, these people will do these things to a family mm. and her reaction is, does that mean you do it too? And it's that real yeah. moment again as a, while Where you're reading it. how much it, do you want to know really? Do you, yeah. know, you know what I mean? But it's not just how much do you want to know. How much are you putting your own moral compass yep. on the line of yep. bending it out of shape to get the job done? But I guess you're not seeing it like that because when you're in there, it, there is no right or wrong. It's just getting the job done. The you, job your, done. Mo- your moral compass does not exist ex- essentially. No, and, and uh, also because the way it's done is usually uh, you don't have the full picture of mm. everything what's happening. Yeah. Uh, you, usually you only have uh, the vision of one part of the one yeah. piece of the puzzle. Everything's yeah. on, on, yeah, Exactly, on purpose. Yeah. And so you know that somewhere, someone must have the full picture yeah. and there must be a good reason somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. What is really hard is actually the other way around when you've been risking your life, your friends have been risking their lives to obtain a highly protected and critical intelligence. Mm. You manage to make it back to France and come back and you report this intelligence to your government. Mm. And then you see that France is taking on the international scene uh, clearly a position which doesn't consider this intelligence. Yeah. Oh. And so basically you think, I did all this for nothing. For nothing. It brings up a great but quote. A great quote that I just want to... And I, when I heard it, I went, oh my God, that is genius, right? And this is a quote when... Um, when Alex is being debriefed by a psychologist mm. just to see how he is. And he just, like, the psychologist turns around and says, you know, do you have any regrets? And I, this is the quote. Would someone seriously ask a spy about regrets? The entire career is regret management. I just went, oh, my God, that's it. Yeah. Right? There is the, the one thing is you've got to make decisions and take actions mm. that you will regret. Yeah. You have to regret. You have to, yeah. So for someone to turn around and go, any regrets? It's just <laughs> like saying... Of course. I have a few. Um, so when you- Part of it is being in this podcast. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I regret every week with you. Um, so you, you moved to Australia. What, how did that decision yeah. come about? So I left the company in 2014 mm-hmm. and, uh, and we went uh, for three years in, a, in another country in Asia. Yeah. Uh, and then came to Australia in 2017. Yeah. I don't have my parents anymore. I mean, they're both yeah. uh, mm-hmm. dead of cancer. Uh, so for my kids, the only grandparents they have uh, uh, yeah. are here. Yeah. So I've got the Australian citizenship uh, now. Uh, the, the the funny thing is, actually, when I said to the DGSE that I was leaving yeah. on that date, uh, they said to, they came to me and said, ah, actually... So you can you do one last job? Your, yeah, your plan <laughs> your plan is to go to Australia. Yeah. Can you work for us while you're over there? And and yeah. and they said, ah, uh, actually, we we're having a cooperation <laughs> with the Australian services at the moment. Mm-hmm. Right. So we need someone to uh, lead this cooperation. Yeah. Uh, on a very specific mission, and uh, but we will have to give your real name. Yeah. To them because that's the way it works in that cooperation. Yeah. And because you're leaving, are you okay if we give your real ID away mm. to them? I said, no, that's fine. The last operation I did was a cooperation with the Australian services. Right. With my real name. Amazing. So when I arrived here in Australia. So you had a uh, job. <laughs> no, no. It's like Al Pacino but, in The Godfather uh, 3. <laughs> just when you think you're right, they pull your back in. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and so when I arrived here, I still had contact uh, yeah. with those guys. Mm. Uh, and then when I said, oh, look, I'm going to, I had the PR, the permanent residency form for mm. 15 years and I, I said uh, do you, I'm going to ask for the citizenship you know and there are mm. a few questions about have you been in contact yeah. with uh, you know uh, yeah. spies <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well <laughs> yes 
funny uh, story, guys. Yeah. So, Hold your hat. But I know every, but I know everything about crickets. So. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, and so I um, I asked them. I said, "What do I mm. what do I do?" And, yeah. And they said, "Oh no no, you just say no and and you tell us when you lodge the application and we'll wave you through and and we'll we'll we look after it." Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah. And, uh, and that's it. And now I'm working for so Arthur is my let's say hobby or second job yeah. until. Hopefully one day I'll be able to only write only books. Write. Knowing that I'm writing book three at the moment. Yes. I'm working still in defense. Uh, I'm working for uh, Australian defense companies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of them for special forces and this kind of stuff. And I'm working for uh, uh, part for the Australian government as well. So you've got a, you've got a few things going on. Yeah. So the second book is out now. Yeah. And you, you're working on a third book. How long does it take you to yeah. pump so, a book out? So the first one, because it was, I really wrote it thinking that no yeah. one was going to read it. Right. It was yep. just literally, uh, it was yeah. just brain dump. Yeah. And, yep. and uh, so it took me three years. Yeah. Uh, and because I had my other job, I mean, my real job. Yeah. 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 Uh, it took me three years, uh, and then I really enjoyed it, and I really, I mean, the process really helped me. Yeah. And so I was, and and the book became a bestseller, a multi bestseller, mm. was published in France, uh, in French, in Japan, in the US. Amazing. Uh, then I sold the rights for a TV series in Hollywood. <gasps> awesome. To uh, the sons of John Le Carre. Yeah, right. So those who made uh, the Night Manager, Little Drummer Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Most Wanted Man. Yep. Uh, so I sold my the rights of the Frenchman to them for mm-hmm. a TV series, and the scriptwriter adapting my book uh, is uh, Nick Pizzolato. Nick Pizzolato is the showrunner and creator and writer of True Detective. Oh wow! With Matthew oh, McConaughey. My. Oh my god! Amazing! I can't wait for this show. So, 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 is, so, it, so is this happening right now? Is there yeah. an Australian character? No, you don't, like you're not getting a job. <laughs> you're not getting a job. Oh, shut up! No. Michelle. So no. this is happening right now. They're well, it's. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I will. Be be involved in the process at yeah. some point because they want to keep the realism of it. Yeah, and I so, would imagine that you would be a perfect person oh, to kind of liaise yeah. and not yeah. not only because you wrote the book, but because you were there. Yeah, and also, I mean, you know, uh, in a lot of movies or TV series, uh, guys playing some spies. Mm. Uh, clearly, you Don't watch know. it. You watch it for two minutes, and, <laughs> and you're you like, say, no. This, they would do that with uh, my wife uh, almost uh, every time. Uh, she says, would it be like that? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> so apparently, I mean. Because they are, of course, the, the yeah. sons of their dad. Yeah, uh, they want to. They want to get uh, it right. Yeah, yeah. They want to get get it right, and so they will want me to be involved at some point for how you follow someone, how you break mm. the tail, how you behave in the street, how you approach someone, all this kind of stuff to yeah. make it really realistic. Other than that, uh, the producer or studio are at the moment trying to uh, align all the planets to make it happen. Yeah, but fantastic. There are a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Mm. And uh, planets are moving all the time and there are plenty of planets. So I don't know if it's going to happen one day. The next step is um, to sign with, um, to find an actor, to attach the actor to the project. Oh, really? And the actor. actor. Did someone say that? (laughs) Like someone that people know, someone good. Okay, then, (laughs) all right. Stop trying trying to audition for jobs. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and when it is made yeah. and when the third book comes out, will you come back and talk to us again? Sure, yeah. with the pleasure. The pleasure. So you're going to love the third one is uh, the, the the main topic of the third one is uh, Chinese cyber. Oh, so that's exactly that's right up our alley. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is yeah. getting so much. It's yeah. just too good. I could I could literally talk to you for hours. I could too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we both could, but obviously yeah. we've all got things to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Oh, you've got to go on a cruise. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to go and teach you nine and ten how to improvise. Thank you so much Story for coming my by. My pleasure. Please come by, stop by again yeah. um, when your next book is ready to go because it's right up our alley. And um, yeah, the Frenchman, Dark Arena. Yes, Jack Beaumont. Read those books. Read them. They're brilliant. Yeah, and Thank we you. will we will um, tag you in on our Twitter feed. Oh, that means I've got well. to go. To, you will tag you on Twitter, and we'll also tag you on LinkedIn. Look I at love, us go. I love, I love how we. I love how I still call it Twitter. It's not Twitter. Yeah, the only person that calls okay. it Twitter is Elon. So let's move on. Yeah, X. What? X X X. <laughs> what are we breaking up here? <laughs> can, just... yeah. can we do this? I'd rather do okay, this in can IKEA. Can you just shut up? Oh my god! So that was. I can't like that. It was like having a real life spy. Actually, we did have a real life spy. In here. I'm I'm giddy. I'm giddy <laughs> right now. He's li- he's literally living the life that you wish you lived. Shut up! <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Like I, I I mean, apart from the delightful French accent. Oh yeah. There was so much going on there. I could have sat for hours and pulled him apart. Like it was just a lot. Read the book. Yep. And if you don't like reading like me, get the audio book and yeah. the reader is fantastic. Okay. That was great. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to leave you have some quiet time. Just going to look and feel <laughs> inadequate. You do. <laughs>